this is the Corner to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Today I am speaking with Emma Jane Leeson. Emma Jane has created the Johnny McGorry books. The most wonderful Irish naturistic fabulous books that maybe would never have been released if Emma Jane had realised that um, it wasn't just her family that knew about Johnny McGorry. She is luminous she is energetic she is a force of nature it was such a buzz to chat to her that's the only way i could describe it she is full of energy full of ideas and the biggest thing i took from it was that she is a self-proclaimed businesswoman who writes books and that was huge she has treated her empire like a business from the start and it's only going to get bigger I hope you enjoy the episode and I dare you not to be pumped, to be fueled, full of creativity after you listen to it. So, hi Emma Jane, how are you? I am brilliant Linda, how are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the Corporate Cam podcast. Thank you Tell for the invite. Tell me a bit about you, Emma Jane Leeson. <laughs> yeah, so my name is Emma Jane Leeson. Uh, I am 35 years old and I am from uh, County Kildare. I am a mammy with three people. Um, so I have a 17-year-old, 14-year-old stepson and a seven-year-old little person. And um, yeah, uh, so basically... You're busy. You're busy. B- busy, yeah. But, uh, but now running my own business. I've never been happier in all of my life. So. Oh, wow. Well, that's... <laughs> I tell you one thing, that's a, um, an advertisement for, for moving from corporate to cam, if ever I heard one. Um, we'll get into your amazing uh, Johnny McGorry world in a couple of minutes, but tell me about life before, so so the corporate life that went before um, your amazing life now. Yeah, so, um, right, I have had uh, quite a... <laughs> quite <path>. varied. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so I'm like basically a full time writer now with my own business, but um, never had accolades to be here. So um, school never went primary school. I loved primary school. Uh, secondary school wasn't great. I was asked to leave secondary school um, in fifth year. I did my junior start flew through, but was bored, asked to leave. Uh, so then kind of fell into random secretarial course and then went on and got a higher national diploma in tax and business and then a degree in business or whatever, but just kind of, you know, kind of fallen through. Um, then I went on and I did a sound engineering degree and then I did a journalism. Wow. <laughs> I have my daughter Lily done when I was 17. Um, so I suppose I was also going to college and then working and then I'd hire as well. But, um, but anyways, I suppose when it came to actually like corporate and getting into proper jobs um so I kind of started off with um a local shop basically in the deli and then they set up top gifts is what it was known as so it was like a family-run business and they were doing like um experiences and kind of corporate gifting and stuff like that so uh kind of started on sales they quickly realized I was crap at sales so was put into bookkeeping and everything and that's kind of how I fell into doing the accountancy then in college um so anyway, so it was great with them. And then moved on and kind of flitted around from here to there. And then the recession came. But um, I ended up getting into uh, AES, so Bordemona's AES division, um, through a really good friend of mine who I randomly met in the pub and happened to have my CV in my pocket that night. 
but anyway, I started jumping in AES in their call center. And I suppose kind of it was quickly kind of moved on then to like kind of finance and looking after refunds and kind of getting me off the phones ultimately, I think was your end goal. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I suppose in there, I then kind of started really seeing a bigger corporate version. So, uh, so then moved across an opportunity to come up then within HR in Board Nimona and, um, went for the position. It's obviously just an entry level type of position. It was on policies and uh, communication and basically got in there and then, yeah, really dipping my toe then in like, you know, a nine unit business, I suppose, Board of Mona was at the time. And it was fantastic exposure. It was like amazing experience, to be honest. Board of Mona is one of those places that you were just, do you want to do it? Brilliant. Jump in, do it. It was like a teensy team of seven <laughs> looking after, like, I think it was two and a half thousand people or something in there yeah. at the time, like, you know, and yeah. with everything that goes on with a semi-state. And then we had private units and everything so it was amazing it was honestly it was one of the best groundworks ever um, but then an opportunity to come up then Central Bank of Ireland uh, to go in there so I took that and yeah. uh, moved on but I uh, quickly realised uh, travelling up and down to Dublin every day and I suppose uh, definitely in that kind of public sector it just it didn't suit me right. at all so yeah. I thought this was going to be the be all and the end all the making of me and I'd spend my days in the central bank but uh but really just it, it just did not work so um so I left there after only a couple of months much to everybody going you're set up for life you've a permanent public contract and I was like no I just you know isn't it it's wonderful to have that yeah. awareness to kind of go oh no I'm done I'm not yeah that was it and it was only the couple of months but I could see myself like the hours spent traveling and then it was just miserable like because I think yeah. when you come from an environment where you're you know, do it, go, and you're given so much, like, just go for it and do yeah. it and whatever and make your own rules and create it and change or whatever, like, you know, and then to kind of go into that type of setting just didn't work. But, um, so, yeah, so then I ended up getting a position in Kerry Foods um, in Nice, and this is what the two of have just been chatting, so you also, so yeah. you, I well, think, have just left Kerry you, and you I ne- You never know who you're going to meet from a past life as well, Kerry <laughs> uh, Foods, I think there's a lot of us out there, though, in fairness. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Kerry has a massive stamp in fairness, but um, but yeah, no, um, Chico's Kerry was brilliant. So I started in like kind of Hawthorne House, which was like the division of foods, basically, and HR in there as well. It was uh, like an amazing team, and just I loved it. I ate, slept, and bred Kerry for three years. I was in there, then moved across to the global center, and was part of then kind of the bigger the coming together of like the shared services and yada yada. You know, like so yeah. it was really, really just fantastic, and, and um, much less of a commute oh 100% except for I suppose one of my biggest reasons then to leave Kerry in the end was the travel so um at the time the girls my eldest was going into junior cert and the little one was starting um junior infants so um so I suppose kind of with my position I was looking after the sites across Ireland and the UK so there was a good bit of you know like up and down and on the road like obviously I wasn't going anywhere exotic it was like Charleville and you know maybe London woo (laughs) but (laughs) it was just constantly on the road um so yeah that was kind of one of my biggest reasons then to kind of go um and you know explore okay is there something else you know so my whole entire family are all entrepreneurs and self-made type of people so they've always been looking at me going where did you come from how are you in this world what is wrong with you was there there an intervention no they were happy that you were leaving that world (laughs) so yeah no my mom was still like oh you know you're doing so well and I was just like yeah no but like you know like I just I'm never home I'm just like like I've no time to do like x y and z or whatever and that was really the big thing it was just never being at home so um so yeah so I had written the first book while I was in Bordemona um and they are really yeah so 
based on stories that Danny had told us growing up. Yeah. So this story about Johnny McGorry. And I genuinely at the time thought nobody else, nobody in the world had ever heard of this rhyme. And um, yeah, so I just went ahead and said, it was coming up to my 30th, actually. And um, mom was like, would you not maybe do something with the books that you'd written? Because they'd been written 12 years previously at that point. Um, so I was just like, all right, OK, so kind of went down this self-publishing route, started speaking to Dolores Keevney, who was another self-published Irish author and artist. And um, I was actually asking her, would she illustrate the books for me initially? And she couldn't, something happened to Dolores' eye or something at the time, but she was just like, I can't. But she ended up mentoring me the entire way through it. So she was like, you need to get it edited. And I was like, no, I don't. She was like, yes, you do. (laughs) So I was just like, grand so. So, But I hadn't a clue, like, but I trusted her. So I was just like, okay, I'll get it edited. And I had my lovely salary and everything in the background. So I was like, I'm sure I might as well make some nice and professional looking to give to Manda and the kids or whatever like and yeah so she kind of talking through the whole thing I found my illustrator came whatever got the first book out thought it was brilliant and then the women in the office were like we know that story like granny said or granddad said it and I was like no 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 they didn't (laughs) daddy read it up You know, like, so then they were like, no. And then, you know, people that had that point said, ask me, can I buy one off you? And I used to be mortified. I mean, I used to like absolutely cripple up inside and die. I used to be like, no, you cannot buy it off me. Take them. You know, that kind of way. I was just like, like, I'm not a writer. You know, I have a career and yada, yeah. yada, yada. And, you know, like, was, I was just so embarrassed about it. But still, though, I love that feeling of actually giving it to like my own kids and everything. So I went on and said, published another one while I was in um, the central bank. And then I did a third one when I started in Kerry as well. So then by the time then it kind of came to that decision making time, it was around um, the start of 2019. It was, no, it was the end actually of 2018. And I was just like, no, I think, you know, something has to change just being at home. So I did three books at the time. I was like, well, I haven't got time to put out another book before Christmas. But what I did then was basically amalgamate the three of them into a hardback kind of limited edition, okay. the first three books. Yeah. And I was like, right, we'll test it. So I hired a PR team. You know, again, I had my cushy salary. <laughs> so I was just like, let's see if it'll float. And sure enough, anyway, we ended up the independent and yada 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 so it kind of took off from there so I was like right okay well there is a viable option then so yeah. so yeah so I kind of just took the leap then I had three months notice and Kerry and handed it in like at the end of the year and with the idea then I was actually meant to leave the first day of Brexit it was like the 31st March 2019 and, and yeah just went for it then and that's kind of how I left <laughs> I love, well, you know what I love is that like maybe you if you had known other people knew that story you mightn't have pursued it like you know that way it's, yeah no I definitely I wouldn't well, have because like because then there was all that fear at the start I was like oh my word like I might just like commit and copyright I'm like yeah you know like or yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but like things are meant to happen for a reason like which is brilliant like you know what I mean it's great yeah and um where so obviously the concept came from like your dad telling you the stories and everything but like the ideas behind like because obviously coming through from it like you have the theme the Irish heritage theme there's a there's a, a, a daddy you know like kind of thrown in there there's wildlife and everything like that so you had to build on on that so where does do those ideas come from like are, yeah. are they still stories that were told to you as a child or have you evolved them into into where it is now yeah so like us saying like we reconnect uh, children and allies with Irish wildlife and heritage that's obviously been worked on for a couple of years thanks to like Enterprise Ireland and all the amazing courses I've been on but um but no the original idea just came from the way daddy told us all stories yeah. 
that was the long and the short of it. So he did like he never he obviously didn't rhyme an entire story on to us at nighttime, but like he wove in so many little intricate things like about, you know, like hazelnut trees and then like, you know, like kind of like, you know, what like actually one of them years ago fell into a pond and the salmon and all of that or whatever, like, you know, but then like the way he told them though, like yeah. we genuinely like myself, my sisters, like well, my little brother I think is too small to remember his original stories, but like we really believe that there was a person called Johnny McGorry, you know, like and that like he was out doing this kind of stuff like and we just could not wait to go and like try and find it or try and do it and you know like whatever that he had said so it was just it was really from his storytelling and it wasn't just that either like granny and nana and granddad and the whole lot like would have also come here and I tell you a story about Johnny Boy and then they yeah. just take off and kind of start rattling them off but but yeah kind of like getting to that like very succinct purpose has taken like you know a good file or whatever to kind of narrow it down with what is it we do but when I did write them stories originally years ago Lily was only a couple of days old when I started scribbling them all down um she never slept she still doesn't <laughs> but uh, but I always had in my head though I was just like wouldn't it be so cool you know as she was getting older to actually turn it into like a tv animation series yeah. you know like because yeah. because then she became obsessed with freaking Dory the Explorer like yeah. I have been obsessed with her and like it was all that used to be on in the background and everything and I used to be always like what well, if I can't reveal like some character out there that's doing this for Irish culture and yes. you know like whatever yeah. so so yeah so like and then how many years later 17 years later that's finally becoming a reality you know like but but anyways it all just starts with a little thought doesn't it it grows <laughs> And it, but it's not just books as well, is there on the website there's toys and everything like that? Mm, yeah, so so yeah, so again, it's all down to so like we received funding from Screen Ireland to go down the animation route this yeah. year in March, uh, which is just unbelievable. Like we got the full amount first time around, couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. but um, but I suppose that's kind of always been like the biggest thing to work towards. So then everything else in the interim. So like, yeah, the the books are obviously like our core business, if you want yeah. for a better corporate <laughs> term. Um, but yeah, but I suppose kind of like in our outer world, then so it is. It's building on merchandise and all that kind of stuff with the black brand, you know, like with the idea then that this is all going to build up to the animation series which will then loop back around into what we've done and obviously create things an entirely separate sphere than opposite that because it could be different characters and stuff like that now in the animation series say for instance but but um but yeah so just kind of branching out I suppose so with everything that I'm doing from a toy point of view like I've had so many people both got oh well like do plush teddy bears and do this each other and I was like no because I really I just I cannot abide (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> crap you know like so I, I hate when it comes into the house here and yeah. you know like plastic stuff plastic, and yes. yeah yeah I mean I can see yeah. like should the kids play with it for like the whole of like three seconds and then it's just like no so anything we're trying to do from a toy point of view but now we're seriously limited that's the only thing unfortunately is make it sustainable and make it Irish you know like and unfortunately there's not a whole lot of people out there doing sustainable stuff so it's limiting but anyways but I'm just like look at it's a challenge if nothing else to find a solution so um so that's kind of the plan like yeah and when you're thinking about the books and like the eventuality of like an animated series are you are you thinking local or are you thinking global are you looking at oh Irish eyes in it or it's like okay we're thinking about an American audience here. Have you? Have yeah. you... yeah, no, it's glow. It's always been global. Yeah. It's, that was the one thing. Say, like when I was kind of starting to pitch this to 
say, like I mentioned, Enterprise Ireland or like the DCU Ryan Academy or any of those people. <laughs> My big thing was, I was like, this is not Rosie and Jim or Bosco. <laughs> I was just like, this is like Nickelodeon and Disney. That's yeah. kind of, yeah, that's the plan. So like in terms of the writers that I'm working with at the minute are like, amazing, firstly. But like, you know, like that was the brief from all along. I was just like, this is not your diddly eye. And I was just like, let's sneak in some fun diddly eye terms that an Irish person might pick up on 100% you know that yeah. kind of way but like that have, is have not a bit of crack with it like it is it's yeah. I swear it's so fun so like it's taken on a whole different realm now like you know so because they were just like how much do you want to let go of this and I was just like you're experts and I was just like I want to let go of the whole lot and I was just like go on I was just like I have my vision but go for it so like it's an older audience than the book now this like, cartoon is going to be aimed at like you know and it is just so funny like I mean myself and Amanda that works with me here we come off the meetings like we do them like basically every second week like and like there's tears coming out of our eyes from the stuff Amazing. that you're coming up with like you know and I'm just like there's just it's full of crack like <laughs> but then it's not diddly eye crack either it's like kind of just a universal type when, of crack when is that you to so it'll be another two years. So we're at the point now. So we received the funding from Screen Ireland then to get into to create its developmentals funding, basically. So we will create a um what you call it, like a trailer and then um two or three scripts. And then we basically go and we start pitching. <laughs> for want of a better word there's like oh I love pitching now yes let's go pitch so um so like we go to like like there's a kids screen in Miami and then there's one in like Toulouse and it's basically like kind of like a conference where all the buyers from the networks all over the world come and if you get accepted then you're in a room and you're pitching you know like so that's kind of the next plan so hopefully anyway I can pitch my heart out and get it somewhere but <laughs> but you know when you can see it yourself yeah. now and then with the character design I was like oh, I can like yeah anyways I think isn't that half the battle seeing it like mm. that you know once you can see it and you have that visual like you're nearly the scene of it is nearly the manifestation as well isn't mm. it like you're like this is happening I you know we, we just have to you go pitch and we will get somebody to to buy it like you know that way I definitely well fingers um, crossed now but here I am definitely, definitely. <laughs> we'll cross those fingers just in case <laughs> um oh that'd be great and, and to get out of all this shite as well like you know we need to go and actually work properly on it like no. as well would be brilliant yeah. you know that way definitely but anyways in fairness though like with the pandemic and everything like it's I actually personally like thank god and I know a lot of people are in the same like situation but it has been like it was brilliant at the start like I totally needed it because I got to the point where I had left my job to be at home and then I got to the point where I was again never at home yeah. you know like after my first year and a bit like going like between like different like college courses and then down to different shops and units and yeah you know like was never at home then yeah. so then when it did happen I was doing like oh okay and then that's where then all of my Kerry global experience came in so actually leading our trainings then on training dear me <laughs> workshop for children <laughs> online yeah. you know like and everything and like being able to adapt it and offer schools and offer the call or the libraries and everything straight away and then start offering our online courses as well like you know so but, and so, doing stuff that you would have done but it just life takes over never it? would have gotten to it yeah 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 so and, we had always think, had this idea of the hedge school and it just was like it wasn't happening and I was yeah. like that is such a thing and then anyway then it happened and I was like there you go <laughs> and what's the, tell the what is the hedge school so the hedge school is um I so I suppose the idea behind the hedge school is that it is an online well it was an online school primarily but to build on then so um our family land we've got 24 acres of forestry here and yeah. um, behind us and it was going for its first cut so I always kind of thought like wouldn't it be really cool to have this kind of 
place where like people can you know learn about writing learn about nature get back to nature you know like just kind of all of that or whatever but like an online space obviously to begin with so I offer then six and eight week courses then for students or for children and for adults to like write and have published their book online like you know over the course of a couple of weeks but then to kind of build onto them but then when this is all over that we have the woodland retreat is what we're kind of calling it now but like that'll be another kind of segment of this hedge school you know like and just kind of writing the nature and slow down the big thing (laughs) there's there's no shortage of diversification in in Johnny McGorry anyway (laughs) (laughs) there's so much ideas it's brilliant like it's really good I love it I love it um from your personal perspective is it just children's books or have you even thought about writing something else? Um... <laughs> yeah, so like, I honestly, I never expected to be a writer. Like, yeah. you know, like, so there would be like, what do you do now? And I'm like, I'm a writer. It, like, it, it, it just happened by accident. Like, I don't yeah, know. So I don't yet. know. Well, I think I kind of, I had to quickly change, like, you know, in terms of getting funding and all that at the beginning, I had to like basically convince people then that I wasn't a writer because I kept being told writers go to the Arts Council. Um, you know, like, and I was just like, I'm not, I was just like, I am a businesswoman who has a talent for writing as opposed to a writer who has a talent for business you know like so I was just like this is kind of the difference but but anyways what am I thinking of doing yeah so like I did my first chapter book for children properly um this year and um, so we've another two of them now scheduled for next year make a better oh, sit nice. down and write the freaking things <laughs> you know what they're all get in the here time again. Like... get the time again isn't it? I don't but it's great that's just making a plan on it but um but yeah no like I mean look at I don't I don't know I don't know what I want to write in the future I don't I I love writing I love reading children's books I only yeah. read children's books actually myself so if I'm being totally honest that's what I love to read and yeah. that's you know anyways what you want to do and um talking about the hedge schools and everything there like if if you had like one piece of advice or two pieces of advice for a budding author out there what would they be because I mean you're after saying there that you can go to you and self-publish your book or whatever what what would you say to have in place one thing that you should have in place if you are if you have got an idea if you have got a book behind you yeah write it yeah that that is <laughs> so the amount of people that I, the only reason that hedge school I suppose really kicked off is because people have always how did you do it how do I get it I have an idea I have an idea I'm like okay great and this is then I suppose where I came from people and asking you're a home now surely you can help us type of thing like um but yeah but the very first thing is just to write it like you have to so there's like there's no point in going around saying have an idea have an idea have an idea what have you got on paper uh nothing it's all still up here and I'm just like yeah well okay you're gonna get it's like me with all these like freaking ideas in my head I'm just like I may get them out and get them down like you know like so the very first thing is to write it and then when you have that done then you can make a plan it's either then you start submitting to publishers or you self-publish simple as but the first step is is to write yeah yeah that's simple as that that I tell you that's as simple as and your characters like obviously your your dad they came from stories and everything evolved but have you created more characters and evolved the the world and everything like that do you have more characters in the the bag as well or yeah, <laughs> yeah so I love I love making up characters yeah. and I love especially that you know recently since we've ever been get back out in the back like say when I was I was down in Waterford there like weekends ago like I was just sitting at the comedy and people watching I'm like oh you get the best character ideas you know from just watching wow. people. <laughs> yeah but but I mean like in the Johnny McGorry world yeah so like that developed like to include the sister and the do- and then I suppose then when we went into the chapter books then that really then because I was like okay there's no point you can do like obviously a character profile for a character for a picture book but if you're going into something 
bigger, you need a proper character profile. You need to know absolutely everything, you know, like, so developing the characters within there for the animation then as well, the characters are taking on a whole new world, totally different, you know, granddad and stuff like that is coming into it properly as characters. But yeah, but then this year I did my first non Johnny McGorry book, then Ode to a Tomboy. And that was a little character based on kind of an amalgamation of myself and my little ones. So, you know, like that was super fun then to totally yeah. branch out from Johnny McGorry into total yeah. different ground. Like, you know, again, kind of start from scratch nearly with it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And the the community that like you've developed between online and everything like that. And does does it just still have to paint yourself when you see somebody like a kid reading your book and then you're reposting it or is it you know or you see somebody giving you a, a nice review is it like hang, hang on like I didn't gift this to them they actually paid money for it and they're liking it <laughs> I know it's it's honestly it's like it's just it's the maddest maddest thing especially like you know when they're seen like holding the first book and I'm like that wasn't even meant to be in your hands <laughs> it was only meant for like you know my whole family it's mad and then like say like Waterford there was a perfect example of it you know like and kids coming up to me like and they're just like I have your first two books or you know like I seen you in my school and I went and I wrote my own story then or I went and you know like they, they did something else from it I'm just like it's just it is like mad like it's the oh. maddest feeling and then it's just it's so cool though <laughs> it's like you know I'm just like who ever thought <laughs> absolutely and and you said about like being businesswoman who writes and obviously from a Kerry food background like distribution you you know you're so aware of distribution and like to have the books in Aldi and across the country and everything like that is it do you feel like I know the, with the water the Waterford um thing you, you were sponsoring and, and, and that but do you feel that you still want to do events like that even though you're across um shops and you know multiples and everything like that yeah so yeah absolutely every time I go to do something like this there's people are just like who and then there's something like oh my word and then I still get it like granny used to say that you know and that's what I loved it like you know some people are just like oh whatever yeah definitely I, I still I love getting out and about like absolutely love it I love I love meeting children like I, I love my job yeah. <laughs> for that point alone and then, like they're so random the stuff they come out with half the time but like I just love like actually when yeah, I was in work for last like, weekend yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a little boy during the weekend and he was just like you've got short hair and I was like I do you're a boy and I'm like no I'm pretty sure I'm not no you're a boy you could see his granny going like oh, I'm so sorry and I was just like he's grand well I'm not the crack that you just you have with them I love doing that kind of stuff but but yeah but like just to bring it back like in terms of the whole distribution piece and everything I think that's the beauty of being in a position like HR you don't like where you're in kind of one of those helicopter positions and you get to see all the different units so then like like my husband used to think I was freaking mental because at the start I was just like okay so like we've a couple of different divisions in the business it was only me at the time I was just like so we've got like sales we've got marketing I used to be like, all right, okay, and who's doing it all? It's well, me, but anyways, we get sorted. Yeah. But then, like, I'm, you know, I like, might we... be the head of all departments, <laughs> but there is the departments; they do exist. <laughs> I used to get my eldest, so I was just like, you are head of creativity, online, social media, kind of stuff at the minute. So whatever you think, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, like we did kind of all the initial groundwork ourselves, and we went to the trade shows and 
Now, when I say we, by the way, it's myself and Amanda. Then Amanda's been in business maybe now full time for two years, like you know, and has just been amazing. Like, but um, kind of did the trade shows, started getting the stockers and the whole lot. But then this year, um, O'Brien Press then ended up um just chatting to them. They had initially asked, could they publish the books? But I was like, no, he's mine. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I, I couldn't just see how that worked. But what we've ended up doing is they're actually our sales representatives. So um, oh, so Gill Books, um, are they hold our books. So they physically okay. hold our books up there. But the sales team, then the O'Brien Press represent us. So they now sell us into um, shops and that all over the country, which is just amazing. Because I suppose what I'd been doing was kind of doing the figures and kind of doing the sums behind actually hiring a full-time sales person. Because okay. I kind of always had kind of like part-time people here and there or working on commission and stuff then I was like okay I think I just need to get like a full-time salesperson and then this kind of opportunity came aboard now obviously they both work for commission and it's a chunk like you know out of everything at the end and it's yeah. wholesale anyway so you're taking a chunk either way but it was actually my sister then she was just like well how about you just view it like you know kind of in for the first year she was just like maybe view it as that is you paying for somebody full-time you know like and yeah. see how it goes and then she was just like and at the end of the day they are brilliant like they have the expertise in terms of they know all the bookshops they know you know like in this and, really yeah, systemized like from an economies of scale perspective like you're not getting one person you're getting a yeah. whole company this is it like yeah. yeah so um so like that was it's been fantastic like you know as much as the groundwork that we done I was crap at following up so. So like, you know, like we got us into Kilkenny Group, we got us into like, you know, all these amazing stores yeah. and like the independence and everything. And then that would be it. You wouldn't hear off me for like next or near, like, you know, like whatever. Then they'd be like, oh, I need to get on top of it again. So yeah, they've been brilliant. And then like with Aldi, that was just, again, pure fluke. Um, we just happened to be the first year that they opened it up to um, non-food products. And then we just happened to be one of the first ones to ever pick to get in. So. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Like it's, it, but it is, it is about, taking the opportunities when they arise so as well and you know knowing that it is an opportunity at the time hence the, the cv in the pocket of it you know, on the night out there you go, <laughs> yeah the plan then is to try just keep building on like you know with multis um you know like and yeah. kind of keep going from there but like Ali was just a, like an amazing learning curve like I hadn't a clue you know like dealing with that volume you know and that's something that we did ourselves not the O'Brien press guys so like we really hadn't a clue you know like and then they were like the pallets have to be stacked a certain way and they have to be da, da, da. and I was like oh my god <laughs> what have I done <laughs> and the panic so like everybody like you know mommy was there Amanda was there daddy everyone was like you know trying to get this and everything and then it ended up doing the disaster anyway one of the pallets wasn't delivered full up and we didn't find out about it for a week the first so like just in terms of learning curve it's been incredible it was yeah. unbelievably stressful at the time but incredible at hindsight now and I'm like wow well, like just learned so much from that you know and yeah. hopefully keep building and then the plan like the big plan was always I suppose like kind of the diaspora and the US and that like we got on a trade mission in Boston in 2019 and then everything obviously shut down um but kind of had made inroads there and done like um, a kind of marketing strategy with Boston University and everything there for their students and we were all ready to rock and roll and then that all stopped but um, but that's still I suppose the bigger thing but I think though like again hindsight's fantastic like I wouldn't have been able to do that back then two years ago I wouldn't have had a freaking clue what I was doing whereas now I'm just like okay I can kind of deal with volume and you know learned a little (laughs) yeah you understand you understand the the mechanics behind it 
um, even talking about like we mentioned sustain sustainability and the outdoors and wildlife is a huge part of the Johnny McGorry world. Like, tell me about that. Like, is it you know as far as self publishing and everything? It is a, it, obviously very important where you get your. I'm going to say ingredients, <laughs> your raw materials from. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the one thing. So we're actually one of the, the only publishers in the country now at the minute that print in Ireland. And that was like really, really important for me from the outset. So I've had so many offers of, oh, we can print in China, we can print in Poland, we can print in wherever, wherever, and it'll cost you frick all and you'll make a fortune. And I'm just like, I, I don't care actually about it costing frick all. You know, like that's that was never the sole purpose. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like I want it to be in Ireland. And I suppose I initially signed up and became a member of Guaranteed Irish. <laughs> purely from like a vanity point of view because yeah. at the time again I have my salary and I was just like oh, I really love that GI logo on the back it looks so cool it's so nostalgic <laughs> but anyways I suppose um yeah and kind of from that then I've just moved on like so like like the in terms of the books as I said they're the core like they're like written in Calair edited in Dublin yeah. illustrated in Kilkenny and then printed in Mayo and then we do all the distribution here from Kildare, or if not Gill now in Dublin, they kind of do the bigger one. But um, but yeah, like material wise then as well, I couldn't believe it. I learned like last year that the books weren't biodegradable. I don't know. Somebody actually a stockist had asked me, can you let me know? Like, you know, kind of your thing wow. da, da, da. are they biodegradable? And I was about to flick back on, yeah, of course you are. And I was like, well, actually, I'll just double check. Yeah. And you know, I went to Anne and KPS Color Print, who are brilliant, who I always print with. And um, I was like, I did. And she was like, no, sure, the cover's plastic. Like, there's plastic in the covers. Like, you know, she was like, every book in the world has. And I was just like, what? And then I go, and I was like, not that I want. Yeah, but I was just like, I don't want my books to end up in the bin, obviously, or like, you know, like decomposing somewhere. Yeah. But I was just like, I can't believe it. And I was like, there has to be a solution. So, two of us anyway took to it. And I was just like, like there has to be something. Um, so, we found this product in BioBlaze. It's very new out there, but it's basically uh like it makes the it gives the exact same finish sorry so there, like it looks like there's no difference between like the plastic versions of my older yeah. books and the now ones that are printed nowadays but it's totally biodegradable it like completely breaks down Amazing. um you know like the whole lot so obviously again then that costs more money but I was just like I don't care I'd rather have a freaking clean conscience you know yeah. like than than uh, I, knowing that people, like they're never going to break I mean I think people are very conscientious now and will pay for that if if they realize that's what the product is made from you know yeah yeah so well I know like I do anyway as well like I mean I always try to and anyways I'm not joking with you the shock she was just like no and I was like what <laughs> it's like oh my god I feel like such a fraud I didn't notice <laughs> I know but I mean that's the thing it's it's always a learning curve it's always a school day isn't it as yeah, well definitely yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing that you could find an alternative like I think that's brilliant as well because you know as you say this bioglaze is very new but to be able to cure it and have it on the books now going forward is brilliant yeah no definitely like it's it's brilliant and delighted yep it's technology is always improving <laughs> yes absolutely now i i can see from our chat that we're we're very similar and we like we like to chat and we like to stay in contact with people and do you switch off do you do anything to switch off uh, yeah yeah so um so the, the the biggest thing I would do to switch off is just actually where I live it's we're actually so lucky in fairness like so we live out in the middle of nowhere which <laughs> has massive benefits but but as much as like social media is like 
the biggest part of like my business nearly yeah. like especially like since the lockdowns and everything I hate it and I deleted it there completely off all the phones and tablets and everything like a couple of weeks back and then the little or that Melanie like who works with us she was just like what are you doing <laughs> you know like your sales are dropping da, da, da. so anyway so I had to put it back on but like I think getting off social media is the biggest switch off so yeah. if I don't I just view anytime I pick up the phone or tablet now I just see it as work I have no interest otherwise in being on it yeah. but yeah but like in terms of switching off just being outside so like I'm out in that forest like every day I am like the biggest tree hugger you will come across and then recently then I went and like this is something I could have never done when I was working in corporate I like bought ponies again like so we've always reared our horses like you know and have been riding since we were like tiny and um but I suppose then when like you've like the night five but when you're doing those hours like um you just don't have time so anyway so like we were after getting back in and we've horses there now and the little ones right and it's just like it's amazing like you know like and that's the biggest switch off you're just yeah. you and the pony and then the hounds and whatever else and yeah. just away from it all like. getting, out, getting out and about and forgetting about the house even um more than anything else um what from a business perspective what have you done to make life easier for you so is there anything that you kind of go off oh, I can't be dealing with that and you just you you take it off your plate I know you, you mentioned your mentor and the fact that like Gail and um the other publishers you know they combine to to produce and, and, and distribute the books is there anything else from like say an admin perspective or I mean I'm sure you have an accountant is there anything that you just go I'm not dealing with that that's just not a waste of my time and somebody else would do it 10 times better yeah so nearly everything I know. <laughs> Brilliant. I know. No, I, I have had to. I think I think you know when you're like in brilliant like in the likes of Kerry or any place like that, you get so much of this like kind of self-awareness training. You know, like that yeah. you know where your blind spots are, you know where your strengths are, and obviously you work like on your like your weaknesses or whatever it is. But um, but yeah, like the biggest things like would be social media. So Melly, that is her baby now. You know, like so she does they obviously like I guide her, you know, like but I will just say like ah oh, let's do something around blah 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 at its real high level or whatever whatever and like yeah. she's just fantastic she gets in she breaks it down she schedules all her posts she schedules all the emails she does the whole lot and then just leaves me to then you know like so like kind of like the Sunday is like the personal post where I will actually write about but again I just write this is it so I want to pull it back I was just like I'd like to just kind of do the writing bits and write like the kind of the spiely waffly bit at the tops of the emails but I enjoy doing that it's kind of like a recap and um, so admin wise then as I said Amanda's been with us two years she does all bookkeeping and accounts because I am just crap <laughs> crap on a grand scale with stuff like that and the same like our PR so I used to love doing a PR but just time kind of got on top of it so Fiona Donnelly now from Sustainable PR she is amazing and like the way I work with Fiona is kind of like a non-off so we know like obviously we turn off too much when our new books are coming you know twice a year we so we do kind of four books a year now like so she'll go on in like march april and then again in september um october type of thing for christmas and again just give her a high level and a wish list because <laughs> she laughed she was like you were the only person who was ever come me with a wish list and i'm like well look if you don't put it out there so i want to be on of course yeah. the usual the late late i want to be on yeah. so she was just like i'll do my best but it's like, and I'm like <laughs> you know but that's the thing it's like if you don't aspire you're, you're not going to achieve as well isn't that it like yeah so but yeah no like i definitely i'm like all over delegation now because i think like 
so like when I was kind of starting it off and I was working full time and then trying to do it and everything as well, I got a VA straight away. Um, my sister, my sister runs online businesses too. So she was just like, you were not going to physically be able to do all this. And like, you are crap at detail and keeping on top of, you know, like minute stuff. So she was just like, get a VA. I was like, I can't pay somebody 25 euros an hour. You know, and she was just like, I am telling you now. She was like, you know, just organize yourself. And then like, obviously I had management experience anyway as well. So she was just like, delegated, do out your yeah. it, not it list, you know, give her all the not it stuff and you do your it and just like right okay okay so you know kind of got into the habit of doing it early on and it, it's great now but there's still loads of stuff though that I know I have to do and I'm like yeah. Jesus I am crap at this. I know, but it's like that's the thing we always put and I think like yeah we always put it on the long finger and I don't know like you give yourself oh no it's only two more days but you do it better I think you do you know what I mean if you did it over four weeks or what's the fun of that yeah <laughs> it's like you need the pressure to go I'll get it done. I'll be grand. Definitely work into a timeline. Nothing like it. <laughs> and so we, you've mentioned about like the, the the variety of projects that are going on. Is there anything else coming up, or is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I mean, you kind of you have your your micro and then your macro projects. So like the big one is obviously the like the animation and everything that goes with that and. You know, like we kind of got all our trademarks and everything sorted there last year, global trademark. But then like it's, um, you know, like there's just going to be so much of that licensing agreements, all this stuff that people are mentioning. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So that'll obviously be something to learn about. And then like you scale it down to then like, well, actually, I have a, a project to deliver into a school tomorrow about entrepreneurship. So like, you know, like just. There's loads like, but we have like our bigger plans done for the next couple of years. There's yeah. more books, there's more ties, there's this, that, jitter. But then also the big thing now for next year is to really launch the the forestry here, the woodland retreat. And, Brilliant. you know, like kind of really start building on that and even going into accommodation, maybe like kind of like, I don't want to say clamping because it's meant to be back to nature, but like, you know, like kind of nice type of stuff and everything there with that and all. But, but yeah, we'd be busy. I won't be sitting on my arse anyway doing nothing. But, um... well, that's it. Certainly not. Certainly not. What's what's your proudest moment out of all of this? Uh, what is my proudest moment? Um, I don't know. I think just still when a child comes up and says, you know, like, I love your books. And, you know, I was out looking for Johnny McGorry or, or I found a robin or, you know, I climbed my first tree and, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. Like, so just when, yeah, but I think just when kids have like kind of picked up something from the books or, they like rattle them off they know them inside out and whatever like that is just incredible like incredible I love it <laughs> oh, amazing amazing I love oh, this is yeah I'm, I'm I'm buzzing off you it's great I love it like, you know when somebody else you can feed off somebody else's energy it's such a it's, it's um it's it's brilliant tell me something not a lot of people know about you uh uh or do they know everything <laughs> I don't know I, I think the way to, probably actually the, just I'm actually really shy like and stuff like that because people will always say like you know like oh you're great all over social media and everything like I hate doing that I will never rewatch anything I'm in you know like so it just um yeah and then I don't know another thing I feel like loads of food allergies I'm allergic to everything really? <laughs> there's the randomness yeah um yeah so I take anaphylaxis to nuts mushrooms shellfish massive wow. allergy to horses pollen the whole lot but anyway okay. You have a shot with you the whole time, would you? Two shots with me the whole time. Yeah. It's great. Wow, wow. That now that's that's an interesting fact. That's an interesting fact. Um so at Corporate Calm, we're all about taking risks to create your happiness. What would you say? I know you said to do it right that book, but what would you say to somebody who is just thinking about opening their own business or following their own idea 
um, what would you say to them? Go to your Leo, your local enterprise office. Like hands down, that was like the, that was one of the first things I did and the best move ever in hindsight. So went to them like <laughs> well half of like they were, like this one's mad, but anyways, uh, they were just brilliant. Like so, I did put me on the start your own business course with the local enterprise office, and I was like, I have a freaking degree in business management. I don't think I need to go on this, but it was amazing because it actually made me start thinking about this as an actual business yeah. and to start doing like because I was like I know how much it will cost and they're like yeah but you don't have you've nothing factored in around time and you you know like and, every, and to really get into it and then learn like that was kind of the start of who's my customers who's did everything you know like so just approach your Leo I had two options by the way so when I was leaving Kerry I was either going to like do the books or if not I was going to be an organic vegetable farmer there you go <laughs> You might I think still I, be that. You might still be maybe. that. Maybe. Johnny's carrots. <laughs> <laughs> but they were kind of looking at me going, okay, you have your books. Do you know anything about farming? And I was like, no, I grow vegetables at home. But they were like, okay, let's just look at the books. <laughs> so even like from that little bit of like, you know, kind of, right, let's just uh, rein you in a little bit there. But yeah, no, I think the local enterprise, well, I, Kildare anyway, especially, are just, they were amazing and still are. They're brilliant. So that would be first thing to do, I think. Brilliant. Sound advice, sound advice. Um, every week we have um, a an either or section. So it's just a quick fire round of you telling me which one you prefer. Um, it kind of throws people off a little bit, but it's fun. Um, for, so we'll just get straight into it. It's sweet or savoury? Savoury. Savoury. A book or a podcast? Book. Tea or coffee? Tea. Magpie or a wren? Ooh, magpie. Uh, a farmyard face or um, the forest flat yowl? <gasps> Can't choose between my children. <laughs> uh, winter or summer? Summer. Uh, the creative process or the production process? Creative process. And um, a fox or a badger? Mm, probably the brock badger. Oh, there you go. There you go. Thank you very much. If people want to get in touch with you, if they want to purchase their lovely books, if they want to just give you a little hello, where can they find you? So uh, johnnymagory.com. So J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-A-G-O-R-Y. And it's really spent like that for the Americans, for my editor, actually. Um, but yeah, anywhere Johnny Magory, hashtag Johnny Magory, you'll find us there. And then we're in all good bookshops, which sounds so cool to say, but we are. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emma Jane. I really appreciate you coming on and chatting to us on the Corporate Account Podcast. And it was brilliant. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Account Podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review, or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm.